thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. Hi, this is Dave Fenoy. Friend me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and keep listening to Love That Voiceover with the lovely Rebecca. We are back with Herb Moore. Say hey, Herb. Hey, Rebecca. We just talked about your um, your path to get to Los Angeles. Now you're in Los Angeles with your wife. You've survived the initial battles, we can call them, of uh, riots and earthquakes and motorcycles stolen and being held up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doesn't everybody go through that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, some people go through something, and usually people feel an earthquake here or there, but that's quite a bit of uh, an avalanche uh, in a short period of time, I'm assuming. What what happened next? How did you get that first job? Or I'm going to quickly jump down to my IMDb cheat list, and (laughs) I see a streetcar named Marge. Right. Uh, in 1992. Now, when was it, you said 91, that you first moved to L.A.? Yes, yes. My wife got a job um, within a month of us arriving here. Oh, that's good. Um, I applied at all the studios and got rejected. Oh. Uh, my portfolio was looked at some, denied at others. Um, I went to the zoo every day while I was unemployed, and I sketched. <laughs> and, oh, good. Uh, I finally landed a job, a part-time job, at an art supply store in Studio City, which was maybe a mile or so from where we live. Uh, mm. And the manager uh, of the store said, oh, there's a guy that used to work here that uh, comes in occasionally. Uh, when he does, I'll introduce you, and he can tell you a little bit about working in the business. So this particular gentleman showed up about four months after I had been on the job. And uh, yeah. we hit it off very well right off the bat. He originally was from Virginia, so we kind of oh. had that Midwest-Southern connection. Exactly. And uh, he invited me down to the studio, Klasky Chupo, where he was working ah. on The Simpsons. The and Simpsons! That's right. And I, I, obviously, I knew of the show, but I wasn't really a big fan one way or the other because... Here again, I was so focused on trying to get into the business, I wasn't watching much on TV. But uh, I went down and, and met Alex for lunch, and he gave me a tour of the studio and told me all about his ups and downs in the business. And he said uh, at Klasky Chupo, they don't uh, review portfolios because they don't think that's a true representation of somebody's talents. They prefer wow. to give tests, and you can decide what area you want to test in, like character design or background layout or, or a color or whatever. So I chose um, to take a background cleanup test because Klasky Chupo had a certain style of line on their backgrounds. And I honestly, Rebecca, I looked at it like I want the easiest way in and then I want to learn as much as I can. So I spent six weeks right. while I was still working at the art supply store. I did my test. Um, Alex was kind enough to review my test, but he would not tell me, uh, you know, any kind of little tricks. Okay. He basically was like, it's all, you're all on your own. I'll tell you if you're doing good or bad, but you have to do your test. I'm not going to do anything for you. Yeah. So I, I turned it in. Um, a couple of weeks after I turned it in, they called me on a 
Thursday, I think it was, and said, we want you to start on Monday. Oh, my gosh. And you're going to be... You're going to be working for three weeks with another guy, and then at the end of three weeks, we're going to determine which of you two fellas we want to hire, and then we're going to lay the other one off. Oh, God. You're just like in a role like an actor, except you it's even worse because you get to do the job, and then they might let you go. Oh, wow. Right. So I, I couldn't pass it up, obviously, uh, and no. I didn't have the responsibilities of children and a mortgage, you know, So and my wife was working, so it's like I've got to do it. I told my manager, you've got me, you know, over the weekend, and then I quit. And she wasn't real happy about it, but at the same time, she knew eventually that was going to happen. So I I went to Classy Tube, I worked on The Simpsons as a background cleanup artist for three weeks. I met a ton of fantastic people that were talented and funny and crazy, just like me, (laughs) who I still stay in touch with. And I I sat back-to-back with the guy uh, who who I was competing with, if you will. We holy, became good friends. Holy. Oh, good. And so at the end of three weeks, when they started passing out the paychecks, we kept thinking they were going to tell uh, Art, was the, the guy's name, Art, and I sat there and figured they would tell us which one they were going to keep. Nobody said anything. So our supervisor mm. said, I've got so much work backed up, you know, why don't both of you come in on Monday and I'll just keep giving you work until they tell us otherwise. Uh, and and nice. the following week, they pulled us aside and said, well, we decided to keep you both. And uh, uh, so there never was any, any layoff until the actual end of the season. Oh, yay. Oh, that's wonderful. That's really cool. Needless to say, I was as happy as could be because now I got my first job in the animation business. And you're working on The Simpsons. Huge. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. my favorite show, of course. <laughs> Why? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so for those people who don't know, I mean, what is the background cleanup artist doing, actually? In the, in the briefest way you can, so we understand the, the process. Well, there was a, a background layout artist that would create the scene or the setup. They would draw it usually with a blue line pencil. Um, some people were tighter with their work than others. Some were loose. So we had to learn um, the actual perspective of how they wanted their layouts done. And then we would clean them up with a slightly bumpy or jagged line. It was very subtle, but um, it wasn't supposed to be a nice, tight, clean line. It was supposed to have a little bit of bump to it. And so we had to learn how to do that while taking someone's rough drawing and typing it up so that it, it was you know, presentable in the, in the Simpson style. And is this the backdrop to a, a, a room that the scene is taking place in? So, for example, the living room of the Simpsons, we all know so well with the couch. You know, is this kind yes. of that scene and then, and then the actual characters are done by somebody else, correct? Correct. Absolutely. And, and even today... Although we don't use paper and cell uh, animation that much anymore, most of, of what we draw on is done on computer screens, we still talk about layers because that's exactly what it is. You have a background layer that this character is laid over top of to give the sense of depth. Okay, so if, uh, if people are familiar with that, it's like if you lay one hand on the other hand, the bottom hand is the background, and the front hand is where things are moving with the characters. And, I, you know, I, that's just my, is that correct? Yes, 
Absolutely. It's perfect. Wow. So you did The Simpsons for nine episodes. You moved on to uh, another program called Ah! Real Monsters for 28 (laughs) episodes. Now we're moving into the mid-90s. You did The Simpsons that full season through 92. Correct. And then uh, you moved forward from Ah! Real Monsters. You worked there from 94, 95, and 96. Yeah. Now, in this particular case, you're sh- you're shifting roles in terms of the animation department. So, um, yes. tell us a little bit about your work at Ah Real Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was when I was first at Classic Chupa on The Simpsons, and then they finished up the third season. Uh, that's where I found out that our television business mostly it happens in feature animation as well, but mostly television. You go through these layoffs. They're done with the production. They let you go. If the show gets picked up again, then they um, then they bring you back. So I left. I left to go to uh, Sullivan Bluth, where I worked on an animated feature film called Thumbelina. Wow! I was there for uh, five and a half months. We finished up there, which was an odd thing because at the time we finished, Sullivan Bluth went bankrupt, which is another thing I learned about the industry is. It's tough financially to survive as a studio. Mm. But I left there, went and worked on Ren and Stimpy for about three months, wow. and then was asked to come back to Kleisky Chupo to work on Ah Real Monsters. And I really enjoyed my time at Klasky, not only because of The Simpsons, but the people I met were, they were really dedicated, hardworking people that, you know, were not ashamed of putting in 10 hours a day knowing they were going to get paid for only eight. They were very loyal to the studio, and I, I really liked that. Right. So I went back and worked on Real Monsters. Um, we also did, um, now i got to think about it, we did uh, Duck Man. So we would work five or six uh, months on Real Monsters, and then five or six months on Duck Man, and back again and back again. So for about four years, I had solid employment at Classy Chupo. And then also they integrated a second coming of Rugrats, if you will. Wow. But then I got a- then I got a call from a good friend of mine uh, wanting to know if I would come to work on a new show at Warner Brothers called Animaniacs. Oh. And I thought, you know, Warner Brothers, that's classic. So I, I had to take the, the jump and, uh, and and work at a major studio. Right. And, uh, and, of course, with a friend of mine and meet new people. So I jumped over to Animaniacs and worked on Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain for its entire history, uh, albeit maybe the first nine months of Animaniacs. Congratulations. Wow. Talk about starting at the top. Seriously. Yeah, it was, it was a great, a great opportunity. Um, obviously at, at Warner Bros. was great exposure. That's where I received my, uh, my first Emmy nomination was a, which was a fantastic, you know, I mean, it was just a dream come true. Right. That was for the Outstanding Children's Animated Program, 1993 Animaniacs. And you shared that with some, um, well, a group of people, a notable person that everybody knows. Do you want to tell us who that is? Well, let's see. I, you know, <laughs> the hot thing is they're all notable You're right. for me, but the show was uh, was based on a connection with Steven Spielberg. Right. And um, uh, we had phenomenal voice talent. Uh, Rob Paulson, who uh, is still doing fantastic work in the voiceover Phenomenal. area, uh, did the voice of Pinky on Pinky and the Brain, as well as other Animaniac characters and, and other Warner characters. 
Uh, Rusty Mills uh, was the producer. Uh, Tom Ruger was the executive producer who became a very good friend of mine. I, of course, I became good friends with a lot of these people. Um, but the Spielberg connection was fascinating because mm-hmm. every year he would come to the studio and we would gather in the conference room and he would talk to us about not only how proud he was of what we were doing with the show, but he would tell us the plans that they had uh, had hopes for on movies and adding another season. And then eventually it was the spinoff of Thinking the Brain. So it was phenomenal to be able to be in the same room as Steven Spielberg and hear him talk about what we're doing. Oh, my goodness. I can imagine how phenomenal that was. I'm already lifting off my chair listening to you (laughs) talk about it. That is so thrilling. And that's only 1993 where, uh, you know, you have just arrived, basically. (laughs) Congratulations. Nice. That's like starting with the the Sunday with the cherry on top. Here you go, Mr. Moore. (laughs) Wonderful. We're going to take another quick break. Um, We're going to learn more about uh, what Mr. Moore has learned and what his daily life is like in our next episode. You going to hang with us, Herb? You better believe it. Okay, cool. You've been listening to Love That Voiceover, brought to you by your host, lovethatrebecca.com. Thanks for listening.